0: This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode 26.
1: Today, we're actually going back to our initial format, which I think we did for like five episodes and then kind of gave up. But today's episode will be all about our favorite live stages from award shows. And our next episode will be a short history of three notable K pop award shows. But that is for next time. Today, we will just vibe. About our favorite life stages. But before we begin, we're probably going to be saying Mama a lot during this episode. And if you're wondering whose mom we're dissing, we're not. We're actually talking about the Mnet Asian Music Awards, shortened to Mama, or often also called Mama Awards, because (laughs) that's not redundant at all.
2: Like ATM machine. Ooh, yes or chai tea that one really bugs me oh yeah
1: yeah in the episode description for this episode there will be a playlist where you can watch all of these stages in order so you can either watch them along with our episode or after or before that's up to you just watch them they're all good some have potato quality because they're from the early 2000s but you know good old 360p Oh, Onyx, what's your first favorite live stage you wanted to talk about today? That's a
0: translation if I've ever heard one. (laughs) So the first one I want to talk about happened in 2008. So going back, but not my usual far back. I want to talk about a performance that happened at the Golden Disc Awards. It was when... DBSK, TVXQ, Dumbachinky, whatever name you're going by, that was when they performed Mirotic. And this performance gives me chills to this day because out of all the the end-of-the-year performances they did for this song, for some odd reason, this one feels like them at their peak as five members. I think that part of that is the instrumental at the beginning and... But also part of it is me looking back and feeling nostalgic because this was like right before a lot of major... Major lawsuit slash blitz that happened with second-gen idol groups mm. and it kind of feels like the end or a kind of send-off to second-gen with them being on top
2: mm-hmm. you know before this video I don't think I had ever seen the five of them perform together outside of music videos Which is really weird now that I think of it that I had never come across a live performance. But yeah. And also I thought it was so funny. When I clicked on it, obviously the title says clean version. And I know they had some issues with the song and the lyrics being suggestive, I guess you could say. But just that they changed I got you under my skin to under my sky. And it's just... K-pop yeah. at its finest,
0: <laughs> and there's a couple other performances that they did of this track where people consider it even more iconic. Like there's one where they're wearing white suits that where that's where like they won like a award during that time. But this one's my personal favorite just because of the instrumental. Mm-hmm. I love the instrumental for this. I wish they would release like an official version of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I personally have never really vibed that hard with merodic. So yeah, I really appreciated the background, like the sound of the actual song in this performance. It was very nice. Also, their dancing is really good, but like everything they have done has now become so overdone that it's just like, oh, you expect to see that happening at some point during any award show or something.
0: like. Mm-hmm. And also, I like the audience, if you paid attention. Like, Shiny was there, first of all. I love Jonghyun and Minho trying to sing along to it. Mm. And also, Rain was there. Yes. He was just like, whoa.
2: Yeah, that's one thing that I would suggest about this episode. Go and watch the actual performances, if not for the performance, but just for the faces of the people watching. Because a lot of times yeah. they're just really jamming out to it, or they look like they want to be anywhere but the award show that they are at. But it, there's there's <laughs> a lot of funny ones in yep. there.
1: Wilman, what's your favorite? When we picked this topic for an episode, the very first live performance that popped into my head was Ihyori and C collaboration thing at the 2013 SBS Kyle Dijun? Dijun. Again, I'm the one out of the three of us that has no Korean speaking experience, so I feel bad for y'all listening, but you just have to deal with it. In our list of performances, there are a couple of like 10-minute performances. I don't think the majority of them are that long, but this is one of them, and I absolutely love it, because this was back when Lee Hyori was promoting her singles Miss Korea and Bad Girls, which are both absolutely wonderful, and CL was being solo promoting Baddest Female, and they just work so well together, and I never ever imagined that they would do a collaboration stage together. I remember seeing it first thinking it was only gonna be ihori and then i was like oh shit (laughs) oh man i love them both so much i was shocked and just the stage is so well done as in the setting that they've made up it's just good and i'm just gonna say it right now i love cl i don't really like baddest female It's not my favorite song at first. It wasn't when it came out, it still isn't, but this performance actually made me like the song just because it just feels like, oh, this is gonna be something huge because it's so bombastic and just, I don't know, that's the only word I can think of is massive. And I think the song, the way it's performed with the band and stuff in this performance is how the song should be performed. Because I don't like any of the other ones she's really done (laughs) of Baddest Female. It's just really good. And also, CL does like a tiny little rap between songs because they do a lot of different... They don't do a lot of different songs. They do like four songs. But still, she does a rap where she's improvised some of the lyrics and she gives like Taeyang's Ringalinga a a little call out and stuff. And it's it's just really cute. I love it when rappers do that. Mm
2: -hmm. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> it's cute i was just gonna say i love that i really played up on the miss korea concept for the beginning of this performance and she was like super decked out in like mm. a dress and everything she looked so good oh my goodness and all the other miss koreas i know that was really cute i like that i love that one grandma i know yeah yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say that was gonna be my comment i thought it was very (laughs) wholesome yeah it's like it's not just lee hyody it's not just the pretty girls who are the miss koreas it's also like everyone can be miss korea Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. it was great you don't have to be like the best or the prettiest or at the prime of your life you can be the miss korea the pageant winner the beauty queen i thought that was very sweet
2: exactly yes and also, during the collab stage, they're wearing those high-heeled sneakers that were really in style yes. <laughs> for a whole seven months. And I feel like that's really the only thing about the performance that makes it look old. And if you're not even looking at their feet, I don't think yeah. you would have even noticed. It's, it just, it feels fresh still, which I think is impressive because yeah. it's seven years old. Yes. Also, did you
1: guys notice Ihyori's nails? When she does bad girls, yes, okay, the yes. claws.
0: I'm like, yes, <laughs> women. All I could think of was just how much of a pain it would be for her to, like, you know, blow her nose or, <laughs> like, if if her necklace gets tangled up, yeah. <laughs> That's the, I always think of the practical issues that come with nails like yeah. that. Because I grow my nails long, but I would never get them that long. <laughs> like, I don't have the patience to even go get, like, fake nails put on them. I could not do I that. I know. It's a struggle when they're on. That's for sure. But she didn't have those on the whole time. They were just for bad girls. So...
2: Yeah, which means they changed between Miss Korea and the next stage. Because yes. she had, like, uh, shorter white nails on at the beginning.
1: Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, rest costume changes.
2: Yeah, the costume changes are... Were- Cool. Mm. There is some bad camera work. If you're yes. gonna watch it, throughout all of these, there's bad camera work. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's
1: minimal. It's worse on other performances.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not as bad as Mama
0: <laughs> because Mama is just horrible. The thing I also liked about this performance was how like they would come out on stage, like with CL, how like she had like this whole like emblem and like flags, and then when Ihyori came back she had, like, something similar. Mm-hmm. That was just very grand, very positive, female positivity. But that was good. Mm. So, JR, what about you?
2: Okay, so, this next performance is special for a couple of reasons. It was Mama 2017, and Newest and 17 performed a song called Heaven. And Newest W was fresh off the high of Produce 101 Season 2. They had just had their first real comeback a couple months ago where they got their first win. And I also believe this was their first time at an award show like this. Because if you look at any of the attendees of these award shows, you'll see that it's a lot of the same people over and over again. And that's because, I don't know, it's kind of an elitist thing in that sense. Like if you don't have like a certain number of wins, if you don't have enough popularity, you're probably not going to be invited on these shows, which is a shame. But then there's turnarounds like this where newest ends up on a show like this and it's just it's great to watch anyway 17 had also just come off a very successful world tour and their second studio album and it was just a great year all around for both groups and mama was interesting that year because they split it between three countries Vietnam Japan and Hong Kong and this performance specifically took place in Japan and it was just a really great moment for loves and carrots their fandom names alike because there were actually seven members on a stage at once. And for those of you who don't know, 17 was supposed to have that many members at one time, but their debut kept getting pushed back and it never ended up that way. They debuted with three members. And newest W only had four members because Minhyun obviously could not participate because he was a part of 101 at that time. So it was kind of sad, but it also was really cool to watch the two groups interact on the stage, especially since Tempest was a thing that never came to fruition either. Like, it's kind of weird to think about but the younger members of newest which is most of the members aaron is the oldest member and the oldest members of 17 are the same age and that still like messes with my head but It was just, it was cool to see them interacting together since a lot of them were supposed to debut together and then they never ended up debuting together. Mm. But yeah, in general, the song is really good. The choreography is really great. And I think they did a good job of blending the two groups together because it's a lot of people. 17 people on a stage singing one song. It could get messy, but I think they did a really good job of it. There's also a practice version and... Mama's version is garbage because of the camera work. (laughs) So I suggest watching that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of really weird wide shots in the Mama version.
1: Yes. Where they kind of miss the stage.
2: It's like you can't even see the audience. Yes. So why? Yeah. I don't know. And this is another one. They never released a studio version. And I'm like, why? Why didn't you release a studio version? People would
1: buy it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. If you like boys in black suits dancing then this is definitely a video you should look at because oh it looks so good i love it when male presenting people wear suits and pull them off that's great agreed also women in suits though that's also great (laughs) suits in general if they're made
0: well is great Mm mm-hmm So my next one is, surprisingly enough, a performance NCT did in 2018 on the SPS Gaio Daejeon K-pop Awards. So I hadn't really liked NCT until this was recommended to me by a friend. She went with me to the SM Town Museum. She knew that I was a big into like K-pop history and like she did a lot of work with trying to get me to be able to get physical albums. She helped me a lot with that. Mm. So she said, in exchange, I had to learn about NCT. (laughs) so and she made me watch this she's like you have to and she would quiz me on the members and what they know (gasps) uh i'm not kidding she did so much work for me like she's the one who was helping me like pull albums she's like hey this one has a lot of historical context i know that you need this
2: it sounds like a good exchange
0: it was it was actually a pretty good like it was very healthy for sure yeah but with nct though uh this was actually the first time i was interested because I'd heard Boss before and I'd heard a lot of their other stuff but I didn't really like it and I only kind of liked Regular. I don't know if this was what SM was going for but having Mark sort of switch between subunits helped me to make the connection between the different subunits and understand what the group was going for and you'd think with having all the units and all the members at that time on the stage would have been overwhelming, but instead, it encouraged me to give their discography another try outside of being pushed by my friend to do so. And funnily enough, besides Mark, the person who stood out the most to me on that stage was Johnny, and he didn't even have a big solo part because he's so tall. I know. Th- you know what it was? It was the bandana around his neck. Uh-uh. <laughs> that just—I <laughs> was not expecting someone to wear that. Weird, but you know. Due to this performance, turning me from not being interested into being a fan is why it's my second favorite because it did have a positive effect on Mm -hmm. me. So if you're trying to get into NCT, this performance kind of hooked me, so maybe it will do the same for you.
2: NCT 2018 is one of my favorite iterations of the group, so I don't know how I hadn't seen this performance before, but it was so good. And I also completely forgot how good Black on Black is as a performance. Like, the song is not necessarily something you would listen to just in your free time, but as a whole, watching all of them together, it's really good, and I it of your pick. (laughs) That's pretty much all I have to say. (laughs) I'm the one that's the most
1: unfamiliar with NCT, but it was a really good performance and a very good, like, tasting menu. If you don't know the group, then hey, you get to hear a little bit of a lot of songs. It's nice. Suits. I love me some suits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that your description of like basically being like a tasty menu, like ooh, sample all this stuff. That reminds me of how I got into Super Junior because I my first song with them was "You," mm. which was also their first win. That is one of the few times where, especially if, because it was like the biggest group at the time, and they, like they were stable to where like each of them I feel like got uh, a chance to shine. And so then it's like this guy's awesome. Oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, I like this guy too. So I feel like. The NCT kind of did that, but with Mm subunits, not with individual (laughs) members. That this performance was with the units and the group as a whole, but not individual members, except maybe Mark. Yeah, I like Mark because of his lines in jopping
2: they are so good oh my gosh he makes that song
0: yeah so min let's talk about your next pick which i'm very very excited about another old one not really really old one
1: but for k-pop it's pretty old it's from 2008 and it is shiny performing at the golden disc awards they did basically all their title tracks up to that point which was replay love like oxygen and amigo and shiny hadn't even been around for a Full year yet. If my math is right, only seven months old when they did this award show, and they even won Best Newcomer Album at the 2008 Golden Disc Awards, which is pretty insane. And about the performance itself, I personally love that they're pretending to be puppets in the beginning. It's a good performance. Go look at Baby Tae Min, he's, he's such a
0: baby. I
2: know. <laughs> Cause he was what fourteen at that oh, yeah, time. Oh, he was yeah. so
0: young. Mm. Fourteen, fifteen. Korean age is hard. I know. Ooh.
2: Yeah, it just this performance. First of all, the puppet part. I'm just. I was watching it. And I was just like, "In sync" is in my head. <laughs> like the beginning of yeah. "Bye Bye Bye." Yes,
0: <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. I yeah. loved it.
2: It like almost made me emotional watching them so young and just thinking of how far they've come and all the mm. things they've accomplished in this time, twelve years. Like it's really cool going back and looking at them
0: then. Yeah. yeah. Also, kind of cute. This is the same award show as where the Domonchiki was, Oh. Where um, TVXQ performed. Oh, Same yeah. Same exact thing. But also, I noticed they looked at different people in the audience for the Shining performance. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the first people they panned to was Xinhua. Yeah. Xinhua was in the crowd and they were mouthing the words. Like, oh, Xinhua my God. Like, That's awesome. And Xinhua used to be with SM. And then they left. But they were around when Tomon debuted. It was around the time when, like, they were leaving SM, but SM was, like, putting their name on stuff still mm-hmm. like i have a poster where they have the name of shinwa but shinwa never appeared on the album that they were promoting oh my goodness <laughs> but they really like, hilarious they, they had their claws in them till the end so, to see them like, once again, the SM connection, where it's like they were probably gone from SM before these guys started training. So, just the fact that they were keeping up with their little juniors. That's
2: cute. It was very sweet
0: to me. And also, they panned to TVXQ. And TVXQ were also very like, yes, there's our little guys up on stage. Because Shiny looked up to TVXQ when they first debuted. And there's one video, I don't know if it, I don't know where it could be now. I haven't seen it in years, but basically, they were trying to say hi to them in a waiting room and TVXQ kept like trying to offer them stuff and like, do you want to hang out with us? And they were like, no, we gotta go. <laughs> and, like they were just kind of like shook. That these people that they looked up to were trying to hang out with them. That's so cute. It was very cute. And Shiny was just like, does not compute. Very sweet. Speaking of very sweet, JR. Talk about your next one.
2: My next one is from the 2017 KBS Song Festival, and it was titled Girls Present. And that's because Red Velvet, Twice, GFriend, and IOI all came together for a collaboration stage. And again, I got really oddly emotional watching this, and I think it might just be because it's from a... Different, possibly better time. I don't know. It was just—it's a great, it's a great performance, and it stayed in my mind for the past three years. I think about it every once in a while, and they just look like they're having so much fun. And I haven't seen such a large scale collaboration in a few years. I feel like I don't know. I don't really watch the festivals and the award shows like I used to. I'll watch an odd one out every once in a while, but it's just—I mean—that is four groups. And they all have at least five members and more, actually. So it's just that a lot of girls on stage. But GFriend comes out, then IOI, then Twice, and then Red Velvet, and they each do a little snippet introduction of the song that they, I don't know if it was the most popular of the year or the most recently promoted song, but they all come out, do their little thing, and then go into like one group in the back, one group in the front, and then they start singing Girls' Generation into the new world, and it's just really wholesome, and if you love any of these girl groups, I suggest you go watch it, and if you miss IOI, then definitely go watch it because it's just It's great. Yeah, it was really nice
1: just seeing so many girl groups on stage at the same time. Mm -hmm. The only thing I wish was that KBS had found a better way to bring each group onto the stage. When you see, like, Red Velvet walking up to the X on the floor where they're supposed to perform, they just, everybody looks awkward when they're doing that walk.
2: Yeah, because they kind of have to, like, run a little bit (laughs) to make sure they get there
1: on time.
0: It was like a clown car.
1: Yeah, that's the only part that I'm like, ooh. I wish I wish somebody had had five minutes extra to think about. Yeah, the blocking's odd. Yeah. But it's really good. And it's also a really good cover of Into the New World. Like, it's
0: making me happy. I also liked how they were able to integrate all of the group members to where, like, you could see, like, someone in Twice next to someone in Red exactly. Velvet, next to someone from GFRIEND. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very good mix, but everyone was wearing very distinct outfits and colors to where, like, you could see, like everyone was mixed right right and i think that that was like a really good thing especially because people always try to pit groups against each other but this is just showing especially because we know a lot of idols are actually good friends with each other i feel like this was sort of like it was a very good representation of people coming together in the industry and making a good performance that everyone knows the song a lot of people enjoy it and it was just very wholesome
1: the performance reminded me a lot of, oh, this is a reference not a lot of people are gonna get because it's so old and it's not (laughs) k-pop no but it reminded me a lot of hello project's single called one for all all for one where they took every active hello project group in a room and made a song together you could see all the different groups like performing singing together but also singing as a group and then singing with other people from other groups and it was just wholesome it's just wholesome if you know that reference if you're like that one listening to this know this please find me on twitter and say hey i've seen this song but yeah Onyx, save us all.
0: Okay, so my next one is BAP's 2012 Melon Music Awards performance. So BAP had one of the strongest debuts of all time in K-pop, in my opinion. Just right out the gate, they were just very high quality with their performance, confidence. They were just always great. But I like this particular performance because it stayed on brand with them. So at the time, they they used to be a lot tougher than they... They they were towards the end. Towards the end, they kind of mellowed out, Mm. which was good for them. But I do like the way that they started. Very strong. This performance starts with like screens showing them like almost as though it's them walking through a building on surveillance cameras. And it looks like they were like about to do like a heist. And there's at one point where Jungkook like really puts his face in the camera and then he just like slams it (laughs) and then it cuts to the stage where like there's sirens going red lights and the best part is that they had guys dressed up like a massive SWAT team who were on the stage at the beginning of the performance and then they stormed the stage at the end of the performance. And also I like how like in the original choreography, it's supposed to be them at the end, basically making finger guns at Jello until he falls. but in this one instead it was the SWAT team that fell Ooh. and VAP gotta wander off together. <laughs> no problem.
2: Yeah, their stage presence as rookies incredible like you watch that and you're like how did they just debut I mean that thought just goes right out the window because they are doing so well and I also think that they had just an impressive amount of backup dancers and extras for having just debuted that year I feel like as a group gets more popular they kind of upgrade their stages as they go but this was like a 10 out of 10 right out the gate and I just I just missed BAP they were so good (sighs) yeah the only thing I dislike about the all the members of VIP
1: are wearing winter clothes at this award show like one of them is wearing almost ankle length trench coat warrior has a lot of dancing in it rolling around (laughs) on the floor and stuff and people are wearing like fluffy winter coats a dude has a scarf where you can see his microphone almost getting caught in his scarf Mm -hmm. that must have sucked (laughs) it must have been so warm not only that but the lights on them oh my goodness yeah yeah so they the performance is really really solid but it must have absolutely sucked for all of them not being able to take off those clothes Mm -hmm. at any point because i'm pretty sure they sat through the award show in those outfits too
2: oh my
0: goodness that would have been terrible they might have yeah that must have sucked so min let's talk about your next performance yes well not you perform it you didn't perform it (laughs) no Oh, just your favorite performances that you've seen at an award show. Yes.
1: Back at it again with the Mama performance. In 2009, Brown Eyed Girls and Kara did a stage together. And honestly, I originally didn't know that they did a performance together because I'd only seen the Brown Eyed Girls part because that's the only part of this performance that Eminem has posted it onto YouTube and not the rest of it, which is incredibly rude because (laughs) it's from 2009. of all unofficial sources is garbage. But yes, it's really, really good. So the performance starts out with Branded Girls doing a orchestra version of Sign, and then Kara comes in and does a rock version of Honey, and then both groups do a remix together of Abracadabra and Mister.
2: And it's just really, really cool. And I'm just, I'm a big fan of the fact that they used an orchestra and a rock band. I like it when they use these performances to go out of the bubble that they have you know like yeah obviously on m countdown you can't sit there with an orchestra behind you while you perform and even during a concert you won't necessarily see that either so these performances really allow them to kind of expand their horizons if you will yeah i'm a big fan of that yes
0: yeah also i really liked when they were collabing together there's one part where the stage lifts up and all the members are like kind of (laughs) squished <laughs> upon <laughs> and the most impressive thing is that nobody fell off yeah (laughs) like that's the thing that I took from it was like okay everyone's safe but then also my kind of bug with it though was that during Honey the girls were so quiet yeah (laughs) like they they got really drowned out which like you could hear like the guys in the rock band like their mics were way higher Mm -hmm. up than the girls it's like why (laughs) I liked it and like the girls were clearly having like a good time with it but I was just kind of like boost them up Honey is a very quiet song like like it's not like Mister. It's not a very loud song. It's very sweet, mellow, quiet. Kind of like if for those of you who are big fans of A Pink and you haven't heard the song, it's like A Pink esque, mm-hmm. like with just like that sort of like quiet pleasant sound so but the the rock band did fit with it though i would not have expected a rock version to go well but i think it did and i love also how they traded off between abracadabra and mister and the choreography it was actually really well done yeah
2: my next pick is from mama 2016 and they brought us a live version and i'm pretty sure the first live performance of bermuda triangle by fancy child fancy child is a group that was formed in 2016 with people like Panomico. I don't know how to pronounce his name so forgive me <laughs> for my pronunciation but he's he's done a lot of his own music but he's also featured on a lot of artists. He's got songs with everyone. I've sometimes seen mm-hmm. Zion T included in the list but sometimes he's not so don't believe me necessarily. Do your own research. But the song Bermuda Triangle specifically only features Zico, Crush, and Dean and that's okay because it works so well. Their voice go so good together. I don't, it's just, I am a big fan of this song. Let me just say that. It's essentially saying that they are the Bermuda Triangle, the three of them, and Competition disappears before them when they try to face Fancy Child, I guess. Like, it's a little campy, but I like it. (laughs) And the performance itself, it's not the most flashy one on the list by far because these guys don't really dance. Like, even Zico, he was part of Block B, but Block B isn't known for their dancing, let me say that. So don't expect, like, hard-hitting choreography or anything like that, but it's just they all have really great stage presence and i think it shines through in this performance specifically and the song is super catchy oh my goodness crush's line all his lines in this like of all of it i'm gonna say it right now i'm not the biggest fan of zico even in this song dean and crush are the ones that shine to me in this one but that's just me personally i really like how stripped back the Bermuda triangle
1: performance is because mm-hmm. anything else would be kind of weird honestly and it just yeah. it works it just works so well three people three rappers Managing to make a stage not feel empty and uninteresting is very difficult. And they pulled it off so well. I usually really don't like when they have a part of a stage and the stage is like lifts up because I was scared that somebody's gonna hurt themselves,
0: (laughs) but they were so chill about it. It's great. Alright, Onyx, give us your last pick. So my last pick is also one that is very near and dear to my heart. I don't think I've really talked about this too much, but I'm a massive Ladies' Code fan. Like, they're one of the few groups that But I love every single track that they've made. They were also the first... Korean group that I got actually went out and bought a poster for after I did my huge purge of my old stuff like they were the first so in 2013 they were at the Golden Bell Awards to perform and that is a prestigious acting award show it's not for k-pop and sadly this is the worst part for me it's the only award show to my knowledge that they ever went to and performed at so that's also possibly why I like this one so much I really like this performance because it was jazzy and And kind of fancy, but it was still fun, especially towards the end when the girls are dancing with their backup dancers. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was a very fun take on Pretty Pretty. And the thing with Pretty Pretty and a lot of other Ladies Code tracks is that when it pans to the audience, a lot of times the audience is having like a good time. Like they're doing like their own dancing around or singing along to it at the time. That they were a very interactive group. Like you could not just sit in your seat and watch. Mm -hmm. That's not how Ladies' Code was meant to be sort of (laughs) considered. (laughs) but um there was also one guy you guys will probably know more better than me there's one guy who's like singing along like having like a good time the guy who's like smiling and bobbing his head yeah
2: who's that yang dong gun A rapper and an actor. He's hilarious. I love everything that I've seen him in. He's good at acting in more serious roles, but I've also seen him in some funny ones. But yeah, that and there was an actress or two in there. Personally, I think this actually is one of the more receptive crowds I've seen at a non-K-pop award show, particularly because of him. I mean, at the beginning, uh, what's his name? Jo Jung-suk, I think his name is? If I'm... Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, I'm not even here right now. Who who are these people? Why am I here? It's He just looks so angry. <laughs> am I getting an award? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he looks like he's just like impatient. Like, these are not actors.
2: I. It's just, it's a really fun performance. And the champagne gold outfits, I thought, were really pretty, even though they look a little bit out of style now. But mm. I just, I really, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Totally. I thought it was a great performance. Yeah, like, we haven't actually
1: mentioned this yet, but drama award shows and acting award shows, the crowds are really really tough at those award shows like i've seen performances of like rain ripping his shirt off and the entire crowd is just blank, blank. yeah nobody <laughs> cares award show crowds they're rough they're really really rough like they don't want to be a part of any of this so seeing the actors actually smile at least like four of them <laughs> was great
0: yeah I was just yeah. like, come on. Like, Pretty Pretty especially, there was, I don't remember where I saw it, but there was like one performance that they did of it where I guess that they had it handed out. Like, they had these like giant foam hands that mm. the male backup dancers have. And apparently someone handed them out to the audience too, so the <laughs> audience was doing like, the, like their hands up as well. Oh, that's Aww. great. It just looked it, like, I, Ladies Code's one of those where I wish I had been in Korea when they were active, just because I would have loved to have been in the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm someone who, I'm content for watching a music video and getting the track i'm not i rarely like watching live performances or any of this stuff but just seeing lady the ladies code audience it just looks like i missed out yeah it's
1: so sad there's so many of these performances that i've been like i wish i could have seen that actually been in the crowd and seeing that. But yeah. Hey, I get to rewatch it as many times as I want. So it's fun. That's true. <laughs> <I'll never> experience <laughs>
0: yeah. It. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever besides of like the Super Junior super shows or like the HOT like reunion concerts. But the ladies' code ones like I would love to be in like a small crowd. I would love to be in the audience. Min, mm. I think you're having a better day than me. <laughs> Please tell us your last favorite.
1: I'm sure about that one. But yeah, mine is, I'm a big 21 fan, so I have to go with Mama, 2015, that was the time when CL was promoting her solo single, Hello Bitches, which... It's always fun hearing her do that song live, because she has to censor it, and it's great. But after her solo performance, 21 performs Fire and I Am The Best Together, which was a surprise, and I was so shocked, because I'm pretty sure I actually streamed this mama live, so I was very shocked when I saw it. But the sad thing is, this mama performance is pretty much the very last time 21 performed together as a group. And it was also the only 21 performance they did in 2015. The previous year, they had just done their world tour and then there had been nothing since the end of the tour, nothing. So it's a bit bittersweet because the following year after this performance, Mincy left the group and then the group disbanded. So it was very nice getting to see them perform again after such a long time of no 21 group activities whatsoever. But it's also a bit sad because like, I love them. The performance isn't perfect, like, at all. I personally find some parts of, like, Hello Bitches a bit tacky. Like, I'm not a fan of bringing motorcycles on the stage and stuff like that. I'm just like, ah. Oh.
0: I love that stuff. I love it whenever they people do that. Because it's like, that's a stupid idea. This is an indoor thing. If you turn those on with the exhaust... I just think (laughs) like that.
2: And he's moving so slowly, too. It's like, you're crawling, man. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think of.
1: I prefer it more than horses, though. Like, don't bring in wildlife. What? I
0: agree. Oh, totally, yeah.
1: The other thing that I didn't really enjoy that much is when 21 is doing I'm the Best. Paris Colbell, she's an absolutely amazing choreographer. She has worked on movies, she has worked with YT Entertainment quite a lot. She's the one who choreographed a lot of Justin Bieber music videos. Like the whole reason his song Sorry was popular was because of the music video and she's the one that did that. She is wonderful and she also did the choreography for Hello Bitches and so her and parts of her dance group project thing I'm not entirely sure Royal Family also performed on stage which was really cool but they did the ending for I am the best and they added like their own choreography to it which I think is okay but I would I don't know it just looked a bit weird and 21 as a group ended up a bit off-center so like mm-hmm. there were more background dancers to one side than the other. So it looked a bit lopsided towards the end. And I don't know, it just, it looked more like an afterthought. So I wish they had just scrapped that part and just kept with less backup dancers for the end of it. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I think that might have looked
2: cleaner. I don't know. The stage weird. was oddly small, I feel like, the one that they were on. Yeah. And they didn't move off of it. So when they did end up with that many people on, I think the blocking must have got messed up. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense for them to be on the far right of a line of backup dancers, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it looked like something got a little bit wonky somewhere along the way. Yeah. But like, 21 has some great songs. They feel very much like the time that they were released in, but they're still fun to listen to even now. But that being said, I feel like in Fire, I like Fire a lot. I think it's a great song. But I feel like they could have benefited from having some backup dancers at the beginning. Because honestly, I felt like CL was carrying the entire performance because they just they just all looked so uncomfortable on stage. And I'm not sure why. I'm wondering if they didn't have enough time to practice.
0: So maybe
2: it just all looked a bit rushed, which is unfortunate because like you said, it's their pretty much final performance together. And it just... Ended up looking a bit off. Yeah,
1: I think seeing as they didn't have any group activities, they probably weren't well prepared for it, which is, yeah, it's just sad because it looks messy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it wasn't, but hey, it was nice seeing them
0: again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like more like a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad, they hadn't
1: even yet.
0: (laughs) right <laughs> well that's what that's the that's the worst part that it was like cl going off on her own and i believe there was also stuff going on at yg at the time yeah to where it felt like oh a breath of fresh air we see 21 together on stage and then it's like well goodbye yeah
2: I mean, they looked really good. I loved their costumes. Those were really cool. The amount of extensions yes. each yeah. one of them were wearing. It was just a lot of hair. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. But it's just like, you guys have enough hair to like go around the entire venue with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it live and not recognizing Minzi Just because yeah. <laughs> she's always had short hair. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. She looks nice though
2: my last one is another mama 2016 performance and i think i chose all these mama ones because these are really the only things i watched i watched the festivals but besides that i didn't really watch any of the other shows this last one is boy meets evil blood sweat and tears and fire by bts And it starts out with J-Hope and Jimin doing a performance to J-Hope's solo song, Boy Meets Evil, off of The Wings album. But then it goes into Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which is a really great song. I think it's one of their best. And the choreography I love a lot. There's a bunch of jumping in the chorus section. And it just gets me so hyped. I love watching the choreography for this one. And in general, I have an affinity to J-Hope and he's pretty heavily featured in the title track as well as just in this performance as a whole because he gets the first part with Jimin so for you J-Hope stands. this one's for you but yeah then it goes into this really cool organ piece and V takes off his jacket and there's the scars from the wings on his back which was a really big part of the wings era and it was just I remember watching it and being like whoa they really went all out for this one and of course that made the entire fandom freak out But yeah, the transitions are really well done for the three songs. And what's nice about this one, I feel like it's one of the better camera work ones. They don't move across the stage too much. So the camera isn't struggling to find the group. Yeah. I'm thankful for that. But yeah, and of course, they perform fire as well, because that was a big song of the year. And just rewatching this brought back all the love I had for BTS at that time. And of course, I'm super impressed with how far they have come, but- After, like, Fake Love, I kind of fell off the boat. And, I mean, the songs they've released are good. I'm not saying that they have completely gone in a direction that I absolutely hate, but they're just not my cup of tea. So it was nice to go back to a time when I really loved everything they released, all their performances and stuff like that. Mm.
1: The aesthetics on the stage, it's just so great. I love it. Mm It's so pretty. I love the
2: jackets. They had really great jackets.
0: Yeah. My favorite part was how short it was. Short? Isn't it Ten minutes long their recent ones are like half an it's hour it's true yeah, yeah. So the recent ones are so long like i'm not sitting here for all that these longer performances just feel like they're they drag on to me mm-hmm. even if like they're spectacularly done which a lot of these are it's just too much yeah. for me i'm just like no i'd prefer to watch a smaller group that has way less screen time mm-hmm.
2: and it's just it feels kind of cash grabby because We know they're doing it so more people stay watching because BTS brings Mm -hmm. in views. And that's fine. And it has nothing to do with BTS as people. It's just the fact that their star power has reached these heights where, you know, they kind of have overtaken... It's the companies they work with. Yeah, they've kind of overtaken everything else.
1: Yeah, like it has always been some groups have always gotten more screen time at award shows. Mm -hmm. Like, back in the day, Big Bang got some very long performances. Oh, yeah. But it has just gotten too saturated. I watched a couple award shows last year, I think, and I remember specifically sitting there being like, oh, half of their performance is pre-recorded stuff, because they can't do this live, and then you kind of lose a lot of the reason why you're watching the thing. Yeah, to see yeah. the live stages, yeah. and then it's just like cutaways to things.
2: Especially since they're so busy, it's like they can't be there live sometimes, and it's like, well. Why are
0: you giving them so much screen time then? It just feels too taxing for everyone involved. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And also all award shows tends to be in the same month. Sometimes there's like multiple award shows in the same week. Yeah. Which must be a hot mess for everybody involved.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've just listed quite a few performances. And like Min had said earlier in the episode, there is going to be a YouTube playlist link that we will tweet out eventually, but it will also be in the show notes and you can look at those when you have the time. But yeah, for me personally, this was a kind of bittersweet episode just because a lot of these groups have either disbanded, a lot of the performances, they'll have inserts of idols that have passed away. Mm. And it just, it was really nostalgic. And I think if you watch any number of the ones we mentioned here, you'll see that too. But it's also nice that we have YouTube as a resource to go back and look at the times that these people were all together and they were all interacting with each other and it's just it's all gonna start over again this year we have quite a few shows coming up mama is gonna be in about a month i believe and all the festivals will follow suit and we'll probably be looking at at least a few of those, maybe we'll even share some of our favorite performances from these upcoming award shows.
0: But yeah, why don't you give us some trivia? So fitting with the theme, the Korean Drama Awards is known for being a prestigious award show, but do you know who was the first idol to receive the Hallyu Star Award? Previously, all recipients had been actors and it's also important to note that there was a time when people didn't think K-pop was part of the Hallyu wave, and there still is kind of a stigma about idols acting. So, who do you think was the first idol to receive the Hallyu Star Award at the Korean Drama Awards?
2: Hmm.
0: It's gotta be Psy, You think it's sigh? Did he Has
1: he been in a drama before? Yeah, but this is a Hollywood star, it
0: can be... It's a drama. He Oh, okay. Oh, it had okay. to be someone in a drama. Can you give me okay. a year? I will give you a hint, though, that it was with their group. Was involved, but it was absolutely a drama.
1: I'm still sticking with Sai.
0: <laughs> okay, you're sticking with Sai?
2: Yeah, he... Great choice. He has probably made a cameo somewhere. <laughs> All right, so, are you saying that... Okay. All the members were in the drama?
0: Um they made appearances. They focused on some of the members of this group. It was a web drama, I will a say web that. web drama. Um which makes it kind of harder. <laughs> but it is a very well-known group.
2: I want to say FT Islander CN Blue. So you're going to say FT That's the Island? earliest I can think back of like personally just from what I've seen. I'm trying to think of another I mean like Yuchun from JYJ has acted before. Jaejoong has. has acted before, obviously. But, yes. But I don't know. I'm gonna stick with FT Island mm-hmm. or Blue. It's probably not them. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know.
0: So if anyone else thinks they know the answer, please reach out to us. And now onto the song of the day. Today, November 1st, 2011, Tableau
1: released his second solo EP, Fever's End Part 2, with the title track... Tomorrow, which featured Taeyang. It is a ballad, kind of, a rap ballad, YG ballad, you know. (laughs) Okay, it's not really a YG ballad. It doesn't have the Big Bang ballad sound, but it is... A ballad-esque song and it has piano in it and Taeyang's voice just works so well with anything piano related and their voices mix so flawlessly and it's just great if you want something kind of sad sounding to listen to I don't know what the lyrics are about because I am a hack I guess <laughs> you should still go listen to it it's very pretty
2: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter, at Kpop Soundbase, or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also in the description will be the YouTube playlist we mentioned earlier, and the script, which has three performances that we did not get to mention in this episode. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on November 15th, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.